Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Scale your real estate business with none other than the man with the python arms. They big too. Mr. Jamel Gibbs, coming up. What's going on, everybody? It's your girl, Take Action Low. And again, welcome to another episode of the Take Action with Low show where we talk about taking action, doing things different, so that you can be better. Not only a better entrepreneur, but a better person, a better version of yourself. And I'm extremely excited to have this young man, the man with the Python arms, Mr. Jamel Gibbs. (laughs) (laughs) How's everything today? Oh, everything's well. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm looking forward to this. (laughs) Awesome. And if you don't know Jamel, he is the founder of the REI Education Academy. It's a real estate investing education and mentoring company that is dedicated to helping aspiring real estate investors achieve personal success and the lifestyle they desire through investing in real estate. And he's helped a lot of folks, including myself. So I've, I've been a fan and a follower for a while. So mm-hmm. um Again, Jamel, thank you so much. So let's 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 dive right in. Tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, where you're from and what you were doing before you got into real estate. Uh, well, first and foremost, I want to say thank you for having me. Uh, it's a it's a real pleasure to be on your show. Uh, I love when uh, people like yourself and you know others are putting out information that will be valuable to. Uh, you know, our listeners and people who are uh, either looking to get started in real estate or uh, maybe they're uh, in the trenches already, but they're just looking to take their business to the next level. So I just want to say thank you for that and uh, contributing to the community. Um, For myself, I've been in real estate since 2002. Uh, I started at a very young age. Um, I was 21 years old when when I first started in the business. And before that, uh, I was actually uh, cutting hair and I was on uh, I was a cold caller on Wall Street for for about a year and a half, maybe two years uh, uh, fresh out of high school. So I graduated high school in 99. Uh, I worked in a barbershop for a little while. 
shortly after that, I went to uh, Wall Street. I was offered a position, uh, cold calling, uh, for about 500 bucks a month. Wasn't a lot of money, but um, what kept me at that job is I saw guys my age. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. This kind of opened my, my eyes to uh, the business world in general. I saw guys my age making millions of dollars uh, just because they were there uh, for a certain amount of time and they worked hard. So that kind of put the bug in me. I said, if they can do it, I can definitely do it. And I, I put forth the effort to become a broker. Uh, we were spot trading currencies. Unfortunately, uh, the business uh, went bankrupt after 9-11. And then I had to start all over. So I went back to the barbershop for a few months. And uh, then one of my friends, he was in the real estate business at that time as an agent. And he said, hey, why don't you become an agent? He showed me this check. It was like 30 grand, 25, 30 grand. Obviously that was a lot of money to me at the time. And he was my age. So I said, let me uh, go ahead and get my real estate license. It took me two weeks to get my real estate license in, in New York. Um, and I started uh, uh, brokering deals in Brooklyn, uh, where I'm from. Um, while I was uh, in the, the uh, realtor field, I used to come across investors that were making tons of money. One day, I actually sold a million dollar house in the Fort Greene area of Brooklyn, and I made forty eight thousand dollars on that check. But the 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 guy who actually flipped the property, 
made like three or 400 grand. I can't remember the exact amount. And that just, I said, I'm in the wrong field. I need to, <laughs> I need to set my game up. So then I started looking into investing uh, and between 2000 and the ending of 2002 going into 2006, I flipped hundreds of houses, just kind of renting and repeating um, uh, the process that was shown to me at that time, which was buy a house, fix it up, do a refi cash out, and then uh, either rent to own or rent the property out. So I bought a couple of hundred houses between Brooklyn and Pennsylvania. I ended up moving to Pennsylvania back in, uh, actually it was January 1st, 2006. Uh, and there, I stayed there for eight years up until 2014. And that's where I really made a, a stamp in my real estate business. I made some money. I made a lot of money before I left Brooklyn as you can imagine, uh, with the pricing of uh, the New York market. But between 2006 and, and, and 2014, I bought hundreds of houses in Pennsylvania and I really did well. And because of that, I started my education platform, started showing other people. I didn't even know education existed for real estate investors back then. Um, it wasn't as as uh, widespread as it is today, but uh, there were a sprinkle of people out there who had uh, some information. And then from there, we we basically came in and uh, just cleaned up. Now, uh, come 2007, 2008, up until 2010, I struggled. Uh, I actually went bankrupt uh, because we had uh, we were spread too thin with all of the rehabs we had out there and then the market tank, so we couldn't sell a house. Uh, we couldn't even give away a house at that point. Uh, so I started uh, looking into other aspects of real estate investing, like wholesaling, REOs, and things like that. So we would be in contact with bank uh, 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 realtors who control bank-owned properties, and I started flipping a lot of those. Uh, so I ended up from 2009-ish into like maybe 12. Uh, we did really well with that. Then we started tapping into um, the private market again, the uh, private owner sector. Around 13, uh, we started doing a lot of uh, marketing to private sellers. It's kind of seeing that everybody was doing a real, the, the REO thing at that time. And from 2013 up until maybe 2015, I did a lot more rehabs and some wholesaling and some creative investing. Around 2015, I stopped uh, doing as much. Well, around 2017, I, I, I didn't. Uh, I, I kind of slowed down on the rehabs. We started doing some new construction uh, and a lot more creative investing, as well as wholesaling. Um, over the last couple of years, I built 33 houses last year uh, nice. on about 12 acres of land. We were gonna start another new construction project, but Given away uh, this year, 2020 has been, um, we kind of put that off to the side, just not knowing where the market is going to go. I didn't want to get caught out there again. So I'm playing a little smarter than uh, before, uh, but we're buying a lot of, uh, we're doing a lot of creative deals, doing a lot of wholesaling, uh, two to three deals a week at this point, and uh, um, actually closing two to three deals a week at this point. And, um, you know, we're just, you know, uh, you know, we're 
18, 19 years in the business. Yeah. I bought over a thousand houses and uh, that's kind of where we are today. Uh, you know what? I'm so glad that you took the time. And that's why I didn't interrupt you because I wanted you to share just the the timeline. Because I know you've been you've been doing this uh close to 20 years and mm-hmm. you, you know and, and being you know a new young man that you are. Uh I think it's important for the audience to understand uh where you started um and how you have evolved. And it sounds like that you've been able to stay plugged in and stay educated mm-hmm. on the market and the trends and the changes. And you've adjusted your business um, and, you know, whatever shifts or pivots you need yeah. to make, you've been able to do that. And that's smart. That's smart as an entrepreneur. So that goes into my next question. <clears throat> um, 2020, <laughs> uh, the year we'll, we'll never forget, none of us, but what would you say? I heard you say you're doing a lot of wholesale deals. Actually, on our end, we're doing wholesale deals, but the we're doing a we're representing a ton of buyers. And I think with the interest, you know, with the interest rates being so low, mm-hmm. um, because you know we're able to do both both ends, and I th- and I believe that you all are as well, the traditional and non-traditional. Can you share um, some of the marketing? or maybe ways that you're marketing, because that's always the number one question. What do you do to market to get motivated seller leads? Great, great question. Um, see, we have a five-step process. Uh, we do a lot of direct mail. We go into text messaging and ringless voicemail and things like that as well. I'm going to share a simple game plan, uh, which works really well for us. We actually simplified. Before this uh, whole 2020 thing has been going on, we had that five-step game plan. I've actually simplified it and we're doing more deals now than ever. Uh, What we do is we make an initial contact and I'm going to explain what we do and how we do it. But we make an initial contact and then we follow up. We use the other forms of marketing to follow up with with uh, the homeowners. So uh, one there's two points of initial. Well, three points of initial contact. We have uh, direct mail. Um, I feel like text messaging has become really popular uh, in 2020. And because everybody is doing text messaging, our direct mail has picked up dramatically. So you do the opposite. I've learned over the years to do the opposite of what everyone else is doing. It's going to be a little more expensive. Yes. But the results is going to speak for itself. If everybody's focusing on text messaging and you're going back to uh, the guerrilla marketing tactics, right? So we do a lot of direct mail. We do a lot of text messaging and a lot of cold calling. We slowed down on our RVMs primarily because of, uh, we, we don't, we, I don't want to build my business around a strategy that may be obsolete in a couple of years because of the laws that are taking place. For example, in Florida, uh, they're frowning upon it. And if, uh, they're frowning upon. It. I'm not saying it's going to go away, but if they're going to give us a hard time, I don't want to build my business around that. Uh, so what works really well for us is sending out a postcard. And what I do is I make sure we receive a postcard uh, as well. Once that postcard blast goes out, uh, we focus on vacant properties. We focus on any any level of uh, motivation from the seller. But typically, the reason why we receive that postcard 
is because we know once we receive the postcard, chances are everyone else is going to receive the postcard as well. So what we do is we'll follow up immediately. The minute we receive that postcard, we have it set uh, that the property owners are going to receive a text message that says something like, hey, you know, there's a big postcard in your mailbox right now. Um, uh, be sure to uh, check that postcard out and give us a call once you receive it. So it's kind of like curiosity marketing. And we find that that works really, really well. And then the message on a postcard alone will make them want to call us. So that number one, they want to know what this postcard is about just by receiving a text message. They go out to the mailbox and when they receive the postcard, they're calling us back. So that increases our that's good uh, our response rate. Yeah. If we don't get a response from them in two days, then we'll send them an email. Then we'll go ahead and, and send them an RBM. Mm -hmm. And then we'll also pick up the phone and call them as well. We've been getting a lot of deals through cold calling. Uh, we've been getting a lot of deals through uh, RBMs. I have, I'm, about 98% hands off in my real estate business at this point because I've uh, we have a team of about 21 people nice. uh, between my education platform and my real estate business, uh, which allows me to focus on uh, just continuing to generate more revenue through other aspects. Uh, for example, with uh, with the education platform, we, we do... Uh, a lot of content. So I focus on the content and the coaching. Uh, with the real estate, I focus on management, right? Just making sure all of the moving pieces are in place. So we do a, a team call uh, every other day just to make sure that we're, we're uh, you know, on track and on pace with, with, with our goals. Yes. But for the most part, that marketing tactic right there works really, really well for us, whether it's cold calling or um, direct mail, we're always going to follow up with the text message an RVM and an email. And then it just works. And we just keep hitting the same list every eight weeks indefinitely. And we pull a new list every four weeks. So if we do, let's say vacant properties mm -hmm. during the first week of, you know, the month, we'll hit that list again, eight weeks later, but four weeks after that, we're pulling maybe a code violation list or a probate list or something like that. And we're just kind of uh, adding more lists on mm -hmm. and following up, following up, following up indefinitely to these lists. Yep. And uh, just getting deals that way. Oh, increasing that, the response rate. That's awesome. And for those of you that's listening, go back and listen to this because he shared probably what he charges to teach, uh, as far as really, as far as marketing, you know, a lot of people don't really like to share, or they share a little bit of what they do mm -hmm. in the marketing, but you really kind of broke it down with what you all are doing. And uh, I think that's fantastic. And I think it's interesting that you're starting with direct mail, because that's one of the things that we typically will use direct mail for follow-up. Mm -hmm. We are using cold calling more heavily. And you're right. I think cold calling text message marketing, and video marketing. Video marketing. Probably. Learned that from you. <laughs> <laughs> it's been some of the most effective marketing for us, but mm -hmm. even with leveraging video testimonials, um, we've learned that strategically setting those videos up in campaigns, for example, with Facebook ads, mm -hmm. has really been, um, has been worked really well for us. 
but I think it's fantastic what you shared. And it's, I took a couple of notes um, to- I have to admit as well, you know, we do Facebook ads. I'm not as strong in that area, although we've closed deals. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually considering hiring someone to come on board who's more, not, I know how to run Facebook ads, but I just don't have the bandwidth um, as far as time to really learn it and dig in into that trade. So I was considering hiring someone uh, to well, let's, talk. let's talk after bring them on board. Yeah. Let's, yeah, let's, let's, let's talk. So, yeah, yeah. We got a digital marketing agency. We can probably help you with that. I love oh, to talk to you. That, anyway, that's good to know. I thought I'd throw that out there. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm definitely interested. Uh, so, in addition to that, when I like the fact that you mentioned when you cold call, you follow up with a postcard. Uh, we do, we do the same exact thing. So we have, different entry levels. So if, whether it's a direct mail or if it's a cold call or even a text message on an entry level, we always follow up with uh, the next best thing, a postcard or, you know, so on and so forth. So it really depends on how we're entering the conversation. Cause all we're doing is building a relationship with people right. that we don't know through multiple modalities and when they're really ready to sell, we're in the right place at the right time. That's what marketing is, right? Yes. You're just building a relationship with people you don't know. Kind of like a TV commercial playing every 15 minutes. <laughs> they're building that relationship with you subliminally mm-hmm. and you don't even know it. So when you're ready to go eat something or you're ready to go buy something, you're the first company that's in the back of your mind is that one. Even if you don't do business with them, they're still in the back of your mind. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what we do as investors. We're marketers first, then we're problem solvers, then we're real estate investors, uh, which should be the least of our, uh, you know, the, the real estate investing part comes, in my opinion, with with uh, making money. We're marketers first. We have to drive the leads. Then we got to solve the problems. Then we get to make the money as the investor, you know. So um, I like the fact that you mentioned that. Awesome. Nope. You're on point. Uh, this is great. So with 2020, are, are you all buying and holding anything right now or are you yeah. waiting or are you just, cause you know, we, we, the, the moratoriums are still in place at the time, mm-hmm. you know, with this interview uh, with the landlords and evictions and forbearance. So what, what, what's your whole position on that? Are you waiting to, you know, the first of 2021 or are you just kind of, you know, still buying anything that makes sense? That's a no brainer deal. So we're so what I'm doing right now, we're doing a lot of creative deals and rather than hold uh, doing long term holds, mm-hmm. uh, we've been doing a lot of rent to owns this year. It's a different type of buyer. So um, here's a buyer who is looking to purchase a property. Believe it or not, a lot of people, even though 2020 has been kind of crazy, there's still buyers out there with money, people who want to purchase a, a home. Maybe they don't want to go to the bank. Maybe their credit isn't good enough, but they still make enough money. I don't know, you know, and I'm not trying to throw this in anybody's face, but 2020 has been a very good year for us financially yeah. in our business. Um, and there, and that's the that's the case with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So you have people out there who have money uh, and they can afford the monthly payment. So we've been selling a lot on rent to own. Um, and just creating home ownership. So it's a different mindset of a buyer coming in. They have that appreciation of home ownership versus I'm just going to rent this place and then eventually leave. 
their long-term goal is to stay there. So if they're putting down a significant down payment, they want to stay. They don't want to lose their down payment. And um, that helps us in collecting every single month. We haven't had an issue at all. Uh, I think my game plan next year is going to change back to buy and holds. Uh, I'm moving more into the multifamily sector. Uh, small apartments is kind of like my niche at this point. Uh, I believe you make more money on small apartments than you do on larger apartment buildings, just from my personal experiences. So where we might own a 50 unit apartment building or 30 unit apartment building, we'll make $100 a unit. We'll make uh, on a smaller apartment between, let's say, um, as little as two units up to 20 units, we're going to make 250 yeah. per apartment. Is th those are just the real numbers, you know? So you know, I just had this conversation with uh, a, a friend of mine who's an investor. He's well known as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but he said same thing for his business. Uh, his goal was to do a thousand units. He owns more than a thousand units at this point, but uh, he, he notices in order to make a million dollars a month, you need a thousand apartment units but you can own four to 500 small apartments and make the same million dollars a year. I said a month, but it's a year. Mm -hmm. You can own less units when you do small apartments and still make the same kind of money as you would with, with larger. So that's kind of where I'm going um, over the next, uh, let's, let's see what happens in the next six months. So let me ask you this. Um, I'm glad you shared that because that's something that we're also, um, pretty much going to be looking at doing, you know, doing single mm -hmm. for the last 12 years now. Uh, multifamily has been on the radar. We actually put in a couple of offers last year uh, to, I think one was like a 70 plus unit. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, long story short, it, it was an escrow. It didn't work out. Um, something on the seller side and title, but I'm excited to get more into the multifamily side. Mm -hmm. One of the questions I was going to ask, um, is it partnerships that you're working with? Are you more on the, the syndication or are you more on the private money end? I'm more using my own capital to get in and less partnerships. I want to have more control and more ownership. I'm, I'm pretty, uh, uh, without putting it out there too much, I'm pretty, I've been investing for a long time. So I'm, I'm pretty good on the financial aspect of it where I can use my own capital to, to be able to do it. Yes. Um, if I get to a certain point where I, I want to hit a growth spurt, mm -hmm. uh, then yes, partnerships will be um, the way to do it for me. Um, syndication is also good. I, I have a friend uh, who who owns, well, I spoke to him a couple months ago. He, he was just approaching 4,000 units. Nice. Um, but for me, I'm looking to have more control over the property than anything. Uh, sometimes partnerships can get messy. Um, and I'm kind of building this legacy for my my wife and kids. Something happens to me today. They're all set. But I, I want them to be able to, you know, I, I want to build that generational wealth. Absolutely. We talk about. So yeah. in order for me to have that, you know, people might have a different opinion with this. But from my experiences, in order to really have that generational wealth and build that legacy, you got to be able to control majority of your assets. Yep. And so that's kind of the way I'm going with it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I agree. I think that's fantastic. Um, what keeps you motivated? 
on days that, you know, maybe heavy, got a lot going on in the world, personal mm -hmm. life. What keeps what keeps you motivated? You know, it's, it's kind of funny. I'm kind of self-motivated. You know, I, you know, I grew up in the projects and we didn't have much yeah. growing up. You know, yeah. um, I, I've always been self-motivated. But what drives me now versus when I was younger is my I have four four daughters and a wife. You know, all um, girls. Oh wow, all <laughs> girls. So I don't want them to have to rely on any man or anybody. You know, I'm not saying that you know one day they'll they'll get married or whatever, and you know whatever the case may be with that. But I want them to be uh, able to be independent if they if they chose to. I don't want them to have to rely on anybody uh, to take care of them. Um, I want them to be well off. Uh, in fact, uh, I'll share uh, what I'm doing with my wife and I. We're, we're, what we're doing with the girls. Sure. We're purchasing 20 units each. Um, awesome. And uh, one daughter, she's 15. Uh, she's my oldest. But she's going to have 20 units paid off by the time she's 18 years old. Wow. And I'm doing that with each of them, but I'm not just going to give them the properties. Uh, I'm going to make them earn the property. So if they want, if they choose real estate as a way to um, live their lives or as a career option, uh, what I plan on doing is having them uh, flip a couple of houses. I'll be their private money lender, give them the money. I'll teach them the flipping game, understand how to use the money and how to reinvest the money to pay off uh, maybe five apartments. Then if they pay off five, I'm going to give them the other five and then do the same thing. So then they'll have an appreciation. It, it'll be like they work for it. Maybe it'll take five years, but they'll work for it. And even though it's paid off now for them, uh, by the time you know the first one is 18, even though it'll be paid off, uh, she'll have the appreciation of working for uh, what she owns. And then when it's given to her, she can appreciate it a lot more. So I didn't have someone to show me uh, these financial uh, tweaks when I was uh, growing up. And I'm I'm like the first one in my entire family to ever start any type of business or own anything. And, uh, you know, for me, I, I believe that if you if you're given too much, you won't appreciate it. Uh, you know, I worked hard for this and I believe that my kids need to understand the value of hard work as well. Uh, so I'm not going to give it to them, even though it's theirs. Uh, I'm going to make them work for it for a certain amount of time uh, so that they can uh, build that appreciation for it. So that's kind of what I'm doing. <laughs> fantastic. And I think others should do the same. I know a lot of the people that do that, um, that have wealth. I don't, we don't, my wife and I, we don't have children, but we have nieces and nephews. Mm -hmm. So we are thinking, you know, about that as well, even with them, as we continue to build our real estate business, as far as leaving mm -hmm. legacy or leaving assets um, to help them. Uh, I think that's great. One last question I want to ask you. So for a young man or a young woman that may be watching this interview, <clears throat> excuse me, who may be unemployed, um, not working, been furloughed, and they have kids and they really want to get started with real estate investing. What would you encourage them to do first? What, what would you say the first step would be for them? Um, honestly, that's, that's a great question. Um, for me, I had um, 
Well, there's two different ways to play the game. So it took me a year to make my first $1,500. After that, I met, uh, I'm just going to throw a name out there. Her name was Rhonda. Uh, she, her and her wife, they became my first private money lenders. Um, and that allowed me to just take my business to the next level. But if I wouldn't have started, Rhonda, Rhonda and her wife would have never come about. Right. So when I'm the reason I'm saying that is I had to take that first step. Um, you'll be surprised, you'll be amazed at what happens just by taking a step and adding something to your business or your relationships or your network every single day. If you just add one thing to your business every day, there's no way you're gonna fail because it's just gonna snowball into this big thing and you'll never it's gonna it's gonna turn into something that you would have never dreamed of. And that's what happened with me. So I I truly believe that number one, you're doing the right thing right now by educating yourself, listening to these uh, podcasts and courses and things like that. Educate yourself, but don't spend too much time on education because although education is great, education is useless if you don't apply it. So you got to take action. You got to learn something, but then go out there and do it. So I was great at pressing play on a video, pausing the video, then going to do it and come back, press play, pause the video, go do it. And then just keep doing that over and over and over again. And don't give up, right? Think about it like this. You know, if you, if it was a matter of life and death, you have kids right now. If you don't do something, um, your kids well, number one, they'll see that you're a quitter. Number two, they'll also see um, uh, they they they'll see that it's going to be very difficult for them, whether they understand it now or not. But if it was a matter of life and death, and you needed to get to the emergency room, and you get in the car, you start the car, you put the car in drive, you start driving, and you hit a roadblock, are you just going to give up? No, right. Uh, you're going to find another way and you go down road number two and there's a big hole in the wall or, or, or in the street, another roadblock. Are you going to just quit? No. Because eventually you're going to find that road that you need to go down in order to get from where you are now to the emergency room. Same thing with this business and life in general. If you give up, either you're going to be quitting too early or you're never going to succeed at anything because the minute you give up is the minute you stop making progress. So I say all of that to say this. Um, I tell I, I told somebody this recently who uh, asked me, hey, how do I get started in real estate? Um, I'm afraid to get started. And I said, don't be selfish. Right. So you have all of these people depending on you. Uh, if somebody has kids, they have your kids are depending on you. Uh, you have homeowners depending on you. You have all of these people that you can help just by taking a small action every day. But if you're selfish, you're thinking about your fears and all of the reasons why you can't do it versus the reasons why you can do it and uh, not being selfish. If you if you continue to be selfish, you'll continue to be in the same position you are now that you were 
uh, in two years that you are now. And if that continues, then guess who's going to suffer? Everybody in your circle, your kids, your, you know, your parents or the homeowners that you can help, so on and so forth. So many people you can help. But if you take one action of selflessness, don't be selfish, be selfless, and you take action, you can help so many people around you, so many people in your circle, so many homeowners, and you can really change lives, not only your life, but everybody's life that you're involved with and really be able to change the game for, for, for yourselves. So I say all that to say this, Lo, it's about taking massive action in order to get massive results. That's the only way, uh, based off of you know what your question was, that's the only way to really change your life. You got to do something and you got to keep grinding and keep going because eventually you're going to break the barriers through and things are going to change for you. But you got to get started. And with that, it's a wrap. I mean, (laughs) you summed it up perfectly. It's all about taking action at the end of the day. It's wonderful. Uh, For those of you that's listening, go back and listen at this replay. This was great. I'm going to do that. And also make sure you share this video. Jamil, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. How can people contact you and reach out to you? Sounds good. I'm looking forward to it. So can they visit your, your uh, Facebook page? Oh, What do yeah. you prefer for them to? <laughs> so if they wanted to contact me, you know, the easiest way to do it, honestly, I, I provide a lot of content on YouTube. Okay. Uh, you can visit my YouTube page. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. So uh, you can visit my Facebook page. Uh, you can visit me on Instagram. I put out content every day on each platform. Well, uh, YouTube, I don't put out content every day, but multiple times per week. Um, if you want to learn, go to YouTube. If you want to be motivated, go to Instagram. If you just want to connect, uh, go to Facebook. And uh, uh, those are the best ways to get in contact with me. Awesome. It's been an honor. I appreciate you so much. Um, It's been a real pleasure. Absolutely. So everyone, you already know, now it's time to go and take action. Thank you, Jamel. All right. And with that being said, make sure to subscribe here to my channel. Click the like button on this video if you liked it. And also hit the bell to get notifications of other videos that's coming out. I appreciate you. Take action. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.